let's share this with as many people as we can, you guys. I'm really excited about this conversation that we're having today. I hope y'all can hear me okay. All right, so I'm really excited. We're, ta- we're going to be talking to a board-certified trichologist, you guys. Like, I have been wanting to do this for so long, and we're finally getting that time. Get your questions ready. Please share. There is a little button in the bottom right corner. It looks like a little arrow thingy. If you can use that, you just click it, and then it'll show a bunch of your friends. Go ahead do me a favor and click that button click all them people and press send so we can get the conversations rolling i really want to make the most of your time we have miss yantana turo one of the very first board certified trichologist in louisiana and y'all know how i feel about my home state so i'm so excited to have her i'm gonna go ahead and put it okay so it looks like she you have to request me i don't know why it's not letting me request you let me see if i could do it um oh there it is ready we're going to be doing a couple of Hello, hello, hello. There she is. Hi, good evening. Good evening. Oh, oh, thank I'm you so much. I'm loving your curls. Oh, my God. Thank so you beautiful. so much. It's so nice to see you. <laughs> yes, it's good to put a face outside of all thank of your you. publications, the website. Um, and thank you so much for taking the time. I'm sure you get these requests so much. But it really means a lot because um, we're really trying to build something amazing right out of our bayous, right out of Louisiana. And um, there's so much legacy that comes out of our state as it is. So any, yeah, so anywhere where you can pull that type of energy together, the synergy just happens. And so really appreciate you so much. You know, and it's awesome. Thank you for the opportunity to be here. Um, you know, one person can do can do a lot, but when two people link together, we can just change the world. So I'm with you on that. I, hey, I, I truly enjoy promoting alopecia awareness and scalp health and also health and wellness. So I'm an advocate for those things. So I just thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for what you're doing. And I wish you many, many blessings and success with your business. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. We, I get so many questions about scalp care and I tell people all the time, I am not a doctor, guys. I'm coming from personal experience. That is what I can share and I can share research with you. I can share what I've read. Um, I can share studies, but I would have to be a doctor to be able to diagnose you. So I understand Correct. you have the same perspective. You want to go ahead yes. and put the disclosure and out there. I appreciate there so that. Know. Um, a trichologist does not diagnose, treat, cure, prevent any type of disease or disorder. But any health information, medications, consult mm-hmm. with your primary care here physician. A trichologist provides services from a holistic approach. Awesome. Thank you for that. So, you guys, if you do have questions, feel free. That in the bottom right corner of your screen, there's a little. Um, a little air bubble thingy and it has a question mark. You can put questions there. You can put it in the comments. Whatever you choose is totally fine. We see you. We appreciate you for being here. And like I said, we'll be doing some giveaways, including a consultation. So stick around. Make sure you get involved, ask questions, share. We really do appreciate that. 
So I want to go into what is a trichologist? And if you could please let us know um, why you sure. decided to a start your own practice. A trichologist is a uh, specialist that provides service and holistic approach for the hair and scalp. And um, I've actually this year marked uh, 22 years in business. So um, I've actually been, <laughs> thank you. I've actually been in the hair industry over 20 years. That is not easy. And so this month made 22 That's years in business. So it's nobody but God. I, I just have to say that. Yeah. Um, oh my God. Yes. That thank is you. awesome. Thank you. Yes. And um, Congrats. I, I, I've been in the hair industry for, like I said, for over 20 years. And what I noticed there were a substantial amount of individuals that were losing hair. And what I decided to do was be more of assistance, even though I always did. Um, you know, provide hairstyling at that time. I was into healthy hair and scalp care at that time. But I just noticed, like, people just kept coming to me with issues with shedding and breakage and thinning. And I, I just wanted to be able to assist them more. So about 13 years ago, I decided to go back to school for trichology. And um, I, I learned so much. The more and more I got involved in doing it, the more and more I, I just enjoyed it, had a passion for it. So um, as of right now, I limit hairstyling. Yeah. I only style hair when it actually is for my customer. Um, all of my clients um, actually receive consultations first in a microscopic hair and scalp analysis, and then we provide the services for them. But um, I've been in magazines nationally and internationally known for hairstyling, but healthy hairstyling. But um, a lot of my clients <laughs> and those that I've serviced over the years, they contact me and like, hey, I want you to do such and such in my hair, cut style, whatever. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I no longer do that anymore. Right. Um, you know, but right. what I find now is a lot of individuals, some people are going natural. And some people think that because they're natural, the hair is healthy. And that's not right. always so. So what I also find is individuals come oh. in for a consultation. And I may be getting ahead of you, okay? And I'm sorry about that. Um, individuals come no, in no. sometimes and they exactly. think they just have an alopecia, but they don't realize once I look at the hair and scalp with the microscope, then they may have some type of scalp disorder. Ah, uh, and that is where you decide whether or not you can treat them or you'd have well, to Well, it depends on what, what type of uh, hair loss or, or scalp disorder they have. So in most cases, I'm able to provide services for them in office. If there's something beyond my scope, then I'll refer them back to their primary care physician, maybe for a laboratory question form that I recommend, or if there's something that they need some type of topical or some type of medication, depending on uh, the ailment of their scalp, then I may refer them to one of the dermatologists that I normally refer to. Wow, that's amazing. So I'm glad you gave us an introduction on what you do and how that works, because I know a lot of people get confused between the dermatologist and the trichologist and the differences in what they do and what they treat and such and, and so forth. So I, I will ask you that, but I want to give your full intro because you guys, I am not talking to just any <laughs> trichologist. Okay, okay. So let me get into this bio real quick because I, I know people are going to want to know more about you and your journey. So I'm going to read a little bit, but you guys stick with us. And like I said, make sure you use the little thing in the bottom right so you can share with people that you know who are really curious, who might have scalp questions. This is the time to ask, okay? So put them in the chat. So I want to make sure that we all know who we're Thank really you. talking to, y'all. I'm so honored, okay? We're talking to... And Hannah Turo, she is one of the first board-certified trichologists in the state of Louisiana. Black woman, baby. Okay. 
we out here we're proud out here okay and she has over 20 years of experience like she just said well actually 20, 22 years right? entrepreneur. um it's it's been about right. yeah in the hair industry it's, it's been about maybe 24 years amazing that's amazing that? it's not an easy industry entrepreneurship in general is people but she has always been into the ever-evolving science of trichology. And I think that's really key in anything that you're in, that you're always abreast of what's that's new, what's, what's innovative, what's next. Um, never stay stagnant, which is amazing. It was her childhood desire to become an icon in the hair care industry, inspired by, um, has inspired her to become a healthy hair and scalp advocate, as you all can see already. Um, during the early years, she knew she wanted to stand out. And so because of all these opportunities that she got, including working with Dudley Hair Care, and the family of Madam C.J. Walker, I have to put that in there before any of y'all try to leave. This is who y'all talking to, okay? She's really into learning about the medical aspect uh, aspect associated with hair loss, okay? Um, and she received her, and make sure I have this right, from the National, being named Salutorian from the National Trichology Training Institute in Stockbridge, Georgia, also became certified through the American Medical Certification Association, as well as an affiliate of the American Hair Loss Council. And I know you guys have questions because you always ask, so put them down there. In 2020, though, which is really amazing, she obtained so many awards, um, numerous certifications, including medical wig installer, <laughs> which I have so many questions about, Evolve Volumizer and Laser Phototherapy, and obtained awards such as the Proclamation and Key to Ascension Parish in 2020, and a proclamation from Governor John Doe Edwards proclaiming September as Alopecia Awareness Month in Louisiana. Like, if I had a round of applause, sound effect, thank you, it would go off right now. That is thank huge, you. and that you did that for our state. There's so many people suffering, and that's really, really. Um, amazing to highlight what they're going through and give them that attention. She's also done amazing work and her expertise has been contributed to multiple articles, including being published in books such as Hair's How Style and Guide, as well as Sophisticates Hairstyles and Care Guide, and City Social Magazines, not only nationally, but internationally, appeared in multiple media TV television shows, such as Vision of Race Network, Etel Community um, Connection, WAFB Channel 9, and Fox 29, Lake Charles. And now <laughs> she's hanging out with us. Yay. Yay. And as, as y'all know, there's so there are millions of people, over 80 million people in, in America who are dealing with hair loss. And she's traveled abroad as well as all over the states, advocating, promoting alopecia awareness, educating us all on what we should and shouldn't be aware of, what we're doing. Um, and she's also a volunteer for the American Cancer Society Look Good, Feel Better program, which is amazing, helping to promote positive self-image for women undergoing cancer treatment, which is uh, such a like sweet, genuine thing to do. Um, and also known for her community service as the founder and host of the annual Back to School and Style event, where herself, hairstylists, and barbers partnered together to provide opportunities for kids to get free hair care services so i'm really excited because it's clear that you're passionate about what you do oh thank you're you. getting some cheers in the comments um it's just really really sweet that you have really made your life and your career um 
really targeted for people who just need help at the end of the day, you know? Um, so I'm wondering, did you have mentorship along the way where there's some key people who kind of help push you along or were you pretty like, nope, I got this. Well, you yeah. know how we all have that attitude, like cry. we think we know everything, right? But there are certain people that come yeah. to us like yeah. thorns that, you know, push us and, you know, give us those little mm. pricks every time we need a check, you know. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So I've been blessed in my career. Amen. I actually had a uh, former cousin. She's passed away where I worked in her beauty salon. And at that time, uh, when most people my age, um, 19, 20 years old, they were out there partying, having a good time. I focus on, you know, what, what my passion was, and I'm grateful for that. So she trained me. She was hard on me. But I learned at that time my sterilization and sanitation and healthy hair care and making treatments and mixing things up and customer service, you know. So she came in at that period of my life when um, I've always been blessed with the family for structure. But she came in and in the industry of hair care. So that's why I learned. And most people my age at that time, they went into hairstyling. It wasn't healthy hair. So that would planted the the seed of healthy hair care yeah. um beginning of my business not just currently but I, I always was into healthy hair and scalp care um she was one of the foundations um I've been blessed to where throughout my career I've had mentors within business and in, in the industry that have helped me um along the way just from words of knowledge I mean I make it meet someone randomly it's just I, I grab um grab what they tell you know what they they share with me I've also, you know, when I go to conferences, I grab, you know, information, whatever's going to help me to become a better person every day. I'm striving to become better, better in my personal life, better in my career, anything I can do to be a blessing to someone else. I just believe that in serving, you know, um, I believe in my, my slogan actually used to be restoring hair loss one hair at a time. And I still use that from time to time, but restoring confidence. Because yeah, at that time, I, it's just like when people come I, in my yeah. office on a daily basis um, for their consultations, I noticed that, you know, some people are depressed, they're sad, they're going through things, and you never know what somebody's going through. You know, you may see someone and you see their face and you may right. think because they have a certain status that they have it all together. But when they take those wigs off or they get behind those closed doors, they're totally different people. So you never know exactly what someone's going through when they're dealing with their yeah. scalp and they're dealing with their hair and they're dealing with their health overall. Yeah, it's very true. You end up kind of being like a counselor on top of their scalp, you know, savior, really. And you mentioned earlier that you, you, you always start off with a consultation, which might include a test. Does that, what does that usually entail? Is well, no, like not with that one in particular. The um, I the for the lab for that one. But in my office, I start off with a private one-on-one -on -one consultation. And matter of fact, I have this. So I normally have my, this is my little tool here. This is one of them. Um, where I go in and I look at the hair and scalp. And but it's plugged up to either my, uh, my <laughs> monitor or my laptop. Where I go in and I, I do a microscopic analysis where they're able, in the, in the office, they're able to see exactly close up. It's like putting some glasses on the eyes. And they're able to see close up what their hair and scalp looks like. If there's any inflammation, any bacteria, um, I'm able to see if there's product buildup. Um, you know, uh, the 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 how the hair follicles are at that time. They're normally coming in. I'm checking for the elasticity, porosity, density, texture of the hair. So, um, and a complete workup to see exactly what's going on with that person from an internal and external standpoint. Right and. Internal is so important. We have a, a little guide that we share with customers or potential customers that are just curious. I know my personal scalp care journey, diet, stress, and what I was intaking was right. all playing a role 
especially me, it was a big thing on dairy, sugar, and like the breads, the white breads. Like, oh, and you know, I love me a good shrimp. Po' boy. Oh, so it's got all I'm so glad that you're stuff. saying that. Because a lot of people, <laughs> um, they don't realize yeah. what sugars do to the hair. Uh, preservatives, you know, mm -hmm. additives, artificial colors. Uh, a lot of things that we eat from an internal standpoint that are, are processed foods, it's not healthy for the hair. Neither was. Well, I'm not going to say just for the hair, but for the scalp. Yeah. Um, dairy, even though I'm one, I love cheese. It's, yeah. Cheese causes mucus. You know, so... I, I need so it's a lot of things that we love here in the South that are not really good for us. I'm, I'm one, I'm guilty. I love sweets every now and then. Right. Sweets, sugar, and I tell my clients all the time, especially when they're dealing okay. with scalp disorders, you're going to have to cut back on the sugar. Yeah. 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 How do you feel about the new wave of scalp care being, um, I guess, a, a, a place of focus for hair care brands, even skincare brands now are starting to think about, wait a minute, I mean, your scalp is also skin. What Do, do you think that that's um, because of the number of people who are complaining about scalp issues? Or do you see that number going so up? I like, what's, what's your take that, on that? Notice uh, that when it comes to alopecia, the number has increased. When it comes to scalp disorders, wow. um, a lot more people are now getting into mm -hmm. hair loss than scalp disorders. However, I noticed that a lot of your dermatologists or um, other professionals, they're getting on the bandwagon. And I think some of it is the bandwagon of it. It's not for the mm -hmm. awareness. It's not for the yeah. education. It's because I have something that I'm going to sell to you that supposedly works. Now, there are some things like your product, you know, I'm sure yeah. it, it helps people and your skin is beautiful, by the way. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, <laughs> but I think yeah. a lot of people are getting on the bandwagon. You have a testimony from sharing with me your testimony of what made you start it. You know, that's the reason why you started doing what you're doing. Yeah. Um, doing what I do. I enjoy helping people and being able to help them restore their hair, help restore their scalp. But I find that there are some things yeah. that are out there that can help the scalp, that can help the hair, but everything is not a one size fit all. That's very true. And that's why you go to professional folks so they can, you know, you want, I'll, I'll, I don't want to say you don't want to like WebMD yourself. I mean, feel free to do so, but you need to go to a professional. Don't start <laughs> messing with your scalp and picking and testing. And no, that's, I've seen the DI, you know, listen, <laughs> I used to you know, be her. Just go to the professional. professional right now. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was also one of my questions I was going to get to with you was like, what are, you, what are your thoughts on that? But I'm, I'm going to wait on that one for now. I'm going to get back to it. I want to really dive into your story more and kind of, um, you know, how you, your journey has been, you know, because you started very young. It sounds like you had a great mentor, which is amazing. I think all of us who are looking to be entrepreneurs and whatever, capacity we really need to focus on great having great mentors i know that's been key for me um did entrepreneurship teach you anything more about yourself that you maybe didn't know before and can you kind of give us some of that because we do have some entrepreneurs in our our little um chat here and i would love so first, to know what you well, think like about, <laughs> about your journey all the entrepreneurs I mean, including yourself entrepreneurship <laughs> is not for the week <laughs> it's not for the week um yeah. It's more than yeah. just, um, you know, selling a product or selling a service. Entrepreneurship has taught me structure. Mm -hmm. It has built my character. It's taught me discipline because when, when you're trying to grow a business, 
everything. I'm sorry. <laughs> when you're trying to grow a business, or even for those that are new and starting a business, you're gonna have to make some sacrifices. And throughout my career mm -hmm. in the very beginning, even to now, there are certain things that I have to sacrifice for me personally that I want to get for my business. And equipment is not cheap. Products are not cheap, and especially yeah. now with everything going up. So it's just when when you're in business. It's just taking a step back and removing yourself, even though you may be the provider or even though you may be the um, the person selling the products, you have to take a step back and do an observation of what do I mm -hmm. want to be known for? And no matter what the field is, what do I want to be known for? Because when I first started in business, I did everything. I did the makeup, I did the hair, I did the upstyles, so everything. But it came to a point in my career where people were coming yeah. to me with hair loss issues. It was like, okay, guy why you keep sending me people mm. with their hair all jacked up that's how i was really because i thought i would be known for being a um yeah. hairstylist or whatever like that and when i was younger it was do you want to be a doctor do you want to be a nurse i'm like no i don't want to see blood or anything like that but i knew i love hair i ate slept dreamed hair right even yeah. with a little girl playing my baby dolls yeah you know? but what i find is when you're yeah. when you're in business don't try to do so many things at one time now sometimes you know you know, as an entrepreneur, you can be all over the place because you're trying to um, do everything yourself. And what I'm learning, I'm still learning to delegate. You know, even though I have, yeah. have a team, you know, in my yeah. office, but I'm still is I, I, I still like feel like I have to be hands on on everything, and that, that's something I'm <laughs> I'm personally working on to delegate. So, um, some advice to someone who may be mm -hmm. a um, a newbie in entrepreneurship: find out what your needs is and work on that niche and critique your niche and you're going to maximize it every time you're going to maximize it no one can be you but you um mm -hmm. when i first started in, in business there was no social media there was um you know no instagram facebook mm -hmm. youtube none of that you know i started from scratch and so i had yeah. um yellow pages i had the phone book you know phone book ad it was um you know newspaper ads it was going to events meeting people i didn't have all that so when it comes to like the social media i'm okay with it but I, you know i'm not like some of these people out here because of the fact that i came up when when you had to get out there and shake hands um, right are you you're yeah, right 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 yeah and you and throughout in your career you were able to work with and, I, and please correct me because I may have heard it wrong in the previous interview that I saw that you got to work with what? the descendants. Oh, not of actually, not no, Madam not that at the Walker, moment. Who uh, was one of? I was reached out by okay. um, the American Hair Loss Council. They did an interview on me on last year. I think it was last January. They contacted me and myself with the previous uh, young lady, Miss Angela, who uh, you may have seen the interview with her, um, with her segment um, last February. Yeah, and um, it was. A, interview with myself miss angela and the the great granddaughter of madam cj walker it was an interview a collaboration and i think it was a, a few other individuals that were hair loss experts from all over the world so the the article it was an honor because oh. you know madam cj walker hey she was from louisiana um well born in louisiana originally and in the delta area of course Part of the one of the poorest parts of Louisiana. So to be a part of an uh, article with her great granddaughter, I, I felt it as an honor because I looked up, up to that. Um, I've seen yeah. the movie. Um, you know, I did research prior to when I first started doing hair on her, and you know, her with her product line, and you know, the reason why she did it to help women with ailments, you know, with their hair and scalp. So I mean, that that was an honor for that.
That's amazing. Congrats. I mean, everything that you've done, being traveling around internationally. Were there other places that you said or that you visited where their scalp care regimen or maybe the types of things they did were just completely bizarre or different or or maybe you got something from it, even though it was really like out of the norm. Just curious, because you've well, been, you've done so much. What I find <laughs> here in the state of Louisiana, we get things late. And it's like now a lot of people in the area are jumping on trichology. Mm -hmm. And I've been certified, maybe will be 13 years uh, that I've been certified for. It's 12 or 13, <laughs> one or the other. But um, it's like here in Louisiana, mm -hmm. we're getting things behind. And I'm grateful that I've always stayed abreast. But what I find is a lot of people are um, turning in, in, in some areas, they're turning to, um, some people are holistic, but then there are some that are using um, products that are ongoing. They have to continuously use all their life. And in my approach, I prefer a holistic uh, approach. So that way, if a person stops receiving a service, their yeah. hair is not going to just fall back out again. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because it's not something I, I we don't really get that type of education. We don't know very much about the space and what that means. So let's dive into some of the scalp care issues that you see the most. We know alopecia, but there are different yeah, types. Sure. Can you explain sure. the common so types? different types of alopecia and there are different types of <laughs> scalp disorders. So when it comes to when it comes when it comes to a consultation, the first thing I'm looking for, yeah, I can look at the appearance of the hair. But my first thing is to see exactly what's going on with the scalp. So at that time, when I'm doing my assessment, I'm going in to see exactly what type of scalp ailment they have. Mind you, I don't diagnose. I'm just able to recognize certain things. So when it comes to the hair, and I'm, what are they doing? Their diet, their lifestyle, their water intake, you know, their mm -hmm. nutrients, what vitamins, what medication they're on, all that. So yeah. when it comes to the hair, your body can sometimes be depleted of certain nutrients that it needs. It could have an iron deficiency or a vitamin D deficiency. It could be um, um, where a person may be on medication, uh, dealing with their thyroids, where it controls the, hair, the whole endocrine system. Um, they could be on blood pressure medication, you know, um, uh, diabetes, blood, you know, medication can cause it. Okay, but what I find too is a lot of people have gone through COVID where they've had you know issues with COVID. But when it comes to the, the hair loss, you can have traction alopecia, you can have androgenetic alopecia, which is male female pattern baldness, you can have um, telogen effluvium um, after like you can say uh, fever or after an incident, you can have um, um, let's see, let, let me keep going here. You can have it where you have a uh, um, Trichotillomania, where you're pulling, where it's a self-inflicted form of hair loss. Some people just take their hair and they just swirl their hair and pull their hair out. May pull their eyebrows, their eyelashes, their skin. You mm -hmm. know, so it really depends. And a person can have more than one form of hair loss at the same time. So when it comes to, let's say, traction, um, mm -hmm. a lot of times individuals wear braids. And I know you um, probably would like mm -hmm. to talk about protective styling. But when it yeah. comes to um, braids and ponytails, um, in the mm -hmm. African-American community, what I find is, Starting as a child, okay, let's just say when we were kids, um, the parents pulled our hair in little ponytails and with the rubber bands and it was tight. That started it off right then. Mm. Then we went mm. to the era of the jerry curls and we went <laughs> into the relaxers. And so that was, that was actually a, um, um, it changes the texture of the hair when you start dealing with chemicals. So I yeah. find when you're, when you're dealing with, um, 
when you're dealing with the uh, uh, the hair as starting as a child, and then you're putting in chemicals on top of that, you're actually affecting the hair really before the before the child really develops. Wow. So is there ever a safe age when it comes to chemicals on the scalp? Is there really ever, like, it, it, like in, our, in our worst case, in our best case scenario, our best case scenario, would you say wait till well, you're like 18, 21, or just be, because we know we're not supposed to do it at all. So, we know we're not supposed so let's, to do it. Let's say this. Okay, I'm completely natural out there. What times when I wore relaxers? However, I didn't relax my hair often, maybe three times out of the year. Mm -hmm. um, but what I find is a lot of people are getting relaxers, and they're not going to a professional to get those relaxers. Mm -hmm. And they're mm -hmm. overlapping the relaxer. Uh, a relaxer, when a relaxer's being applied, um, it's not supposed to be put it on the, I mean, it's not intended to be put on the skin or the scalp. Mm -hmm. um, some individuals are not basing the scalp when they're putting the relaxers on. Um, they're, mm -hmm. they're not cautious when they're on medication and getting a chemical. Yeah. Um, when it comes to a relaxer and getting a virgin application, there's a technique that you use when you're applying it as a version, and there's a technique that you're applying when it's a retouch only. So that's at mm. any age. Mm -hmm. um, my advice is when a person decides they want a chemical, there are some people who say, hey, natural is not for me. It's too much work. I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. I suggest them going to a licensed hairstylist to receive that service and speak to the hair, that, that, the hair service provider to let them know what medications they're on, what health conditions they have. Because... Yeah. A person who does not have any health issues or maybe not any hormonal changes or um, anything they're deficient in, a person who does not have those issues compared to a person who does, their hair may not react the same. And that's something that the person needs to be self-aware of, but a professional also needs to ask. It sounds yeah. like they're... That's correct. That's correct. Because it doesn't... You know, every stylist isn't the same or aware and they surely are not all trichologists to know what to, to even look for sometimes. But I have heard that medication is a big piece of why a lot of people sometimes start to experience those changes and then, and you're not sure what, what's going on. Like all of a sudden my scalp is drier or oilier or my hair is falling. Um, and it could be linked to the, the medication changes that they, that they're taking or whatever. So that's really interesting. And I just want, go ahead. No, go ahead. And then also starting sometimes starting and stopping medication. Mm. Really interesting. Okay, now we talked a little bit about you mentioned growing up and some of our customs and some of our products. What are your thoughts on hair grease? What? What? Oh, what? Okay. <laughs> so, so this is one of the things but, you know we came up with grease on the scalp. All right, and some people still do. But what I normally recommend is. When you're going in and you're just greasing the scalp every day, all day, you're putting grease on the scalp, you're not allowing the hair to breathe properly. A lot of grease, y'all. <laughs> every day is a lot. So, I mean, it's okay <laughs> if you're putting in a little, a little grease on the scalp maybe once or twice out the week, but grease on the scalp every day, you're not allowing that scalp to breathe properly as it should. Mm -hmm. And if a person has a scalp ailment and they're just putting grease on top, it's just laying on the hair shed. It's not really penetrating as it should anyway. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> you got a little body, just put a little heart out there. And, and, and it sounds like everybody is in agreement. This is so much great information. So again, thank you. Thank you. Um, really quick, because I know we kind of talked about a little bit of these uh, other things. I was curious about men and their hair care and well, scalp, let's say scalp care. Um, 
are they are they pretty what and what in similar issues or, or is it completely different types of issues when men start losing hair versus women and what what do you see well when it comes to a man uh, most men it could be genetics it could be stress um I, when it comes to hats um i find also two um toxins and pollutants we're here in louisiana a lot of chemical plants toxins and pollutants things that are inhaling um some of the the men that actually come to me with the hair loss issues some of them you know work in a plant where they're wearing a hard hat all the time wow i know so, what that. How true and they're working in plants and hard hats you have toxins and pollutants they're inhaling um sometimes you can it depends on like your the testosterone level it depends on if there's vellus hair there or you know terminal hair there um it and, and mind you vellus hair is like peach fuzz um terminal hair is the hair that can grow up to three feet long it's the, it's the thicker hairs so vellus hair is like the hair on your eyebrows okay. um vellus hair is like you know the hair that we have that grows long okay we all learned something today y'all don't know what she's talking about <laughs> really cool that's really cool information because we don't again we don't usually hear that very common in hair care especially in cosmetic industry you hear hair you hear curly hair or textured hair or but not the to the science of it which is why we really wanted to have this talk because there's so many um questions that i have on that science level and i know a lot of people are so interested like she missed uh, at s medicine 57 said yes we did exclamation point um so let's move on so Another thing, because I know it's getting a little later and I don't want to steal all your evening time. What are your thoughts on, so in hair care, and we talked about this a little bit with YouTube, there's a lot of rice water, a lot of coconut oil, a lot of um, like blending of things. Let's just say blending of things. Um, and I know everyone doesn't, everyone has good intentions, I'm sure. I, I really do believe that. But we're not all professionals. So, you know, my product started at home and then I went to a chemist in a lab and eventually was able to go that route. But one that is not always easy or feasible to do. And there are a lot of people who really do stand by their at home stuff. So what are your thoughts on what to maybe steer away from when it comes to maybe the rice waters or the coconut oils or are those okay? And maybe we need to stay away from the essential oil like what, what what do you what do you see in, in there so when a person is doing essential oil they have to make sure they're using a carrier oil that's number one um mm -hmm. there are certain essential oils using pure from scratch they can cause irritation burning um mm -hmm. when it comes to like coconut as you said there are certain oils that are beneficial for the hair however coconut oil is not really uh harsh but it can be harsh so there's a flip side to that um it can have you know uh, the fatty acids the um, you know that can can help with the hair but at the same time too if you use it every day all day leaving it for long periods of time it can also leave a build up on the hair and scalp yeah it's true and i for me personally i've learned my relationship with coconut oil and my hair versus other people who like might swear by it um and i try to stay away from telling people do only this because i don't know what's going to work for you that might work just fine for you i i i'm not putting coconut oil all over my hair i'm just not gonna happen <laughs> like i cannot do it um but i do think that there's like you said like there's some benefits to um to starting that way but then there's also things we need to be aware of that if it doesn't work for you probably 
stairway just because it's on YouTube or whatever doesn't necessarily mean it's for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, YouTube, I mean, everything is out there, you know, from changing the battery to <laughs> whatever <laughs> is on YouTube. Now, mind right. you, I use YouTube sometimes to fix things or change the light or fix something, you know, but when it comes to the hair or it comes to something from an internal standpoint that you have to actually take or something that can affect you, you have to be real cautious and consult with the professional. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of products out there, and I'm sure there are a lot of products that could work. Um, however, everything is not a one-size-fits-all. Everything is not for everybody and, and speak to a professional, you know, no matter what it is, if it's something for the health or if it's a hair product, speak to someone who's knowledgeable and knows what certain products to use. And just because, like you said, because one, uh, you know, coconut oil may have worked for one person, it may not work for the next person because it really depends on that hair texture, you know, um, if, a, if the hair is more resistant, you know, um, but, you know, it's really it's building a relationship with the hair. Yeah. And the scalp, really. That's true. Building a relationship with the hair and the scalp. And women, we all have a relationship with our hair and our scalp. A hundred percent. So, last little personal uh, fun things before we wrap up. And if y'all have questions, this is the time now to put it in the chat. As far as giveaways, I see some very active folks in our comment section. So I certainly will be following up with several of you about some free products that I want to share with you. But we're going to have an official giveaway. So if you are here on this call, I will have your um, your handle. And then we'll do our official giveaway where you're actually going to get a paid-for consultation. Okay, so make sure you participate. Put your questions in if you have any. So before we get into that, Fill in this question for us, this, um, this sentence, I mean. I wish I knew blank when I was blank. <laughs> okay. I wish I knew it takes more than praying and having faith to get things done. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's a good one. Oh, Lord. That's a good one. Can you, can you, can you dive into that? Yes, me? because, I mean, when you want things in life, no matter what it is, you have to work for it. Nothing is going to be given to you. Yeah. So you, you're supposed to have faith and trust God and believe for everything that you want to have. But while, well, faith without works is dead. So if you're not getting up, getting getting up and having your mindset and speaking things into existence, and yeah, you can speak into existence, but it's still going to take work. You have to put action to the things that you're believing God for. Yes, effort. And I believe it comes. You know, you take a step forward, life takes a step to you. You take a step, right. life takes a step to you. You're sitting still on the couch waiting for life to happen. And it guess what? Happen. If you get knocked down, you just get knocked down, you dust yourself off, and you just keep it moving. That's going to happen a couple of times. Yeah. Especially when you're the entrepreneurs on here, you're going to get knocked down. You know, there are going to mm -hmm. be a couple of doors slammed in your face, or there may be some no's, there may be some yes. You know, but whatever it is, one thing I've learned about God, I don't want to start preaching, y'all. No. But one thing I will learn about God, anything that is for you is going to be for you. It may not come when you want it, but it's all in his divine time. Mm -hmm. And just because something was a no today, it doesn't mean in the next year it'll be a no again. No again. Right. Whatever you right. have for you is, is for you. And it's going to happen at the right time, better than you could ever think or imagine. Right. Faith without works is dead. Somebody else That's put right. that in there. Because Got a question, so I'm going to pivot real quick. I want to make sure I get Candace's question in. She asks, are there any simple scalp care tips you would have for entrepreneurs when they're just too busy to focus on hair care? Okay. Um, wow. So what I find is, and thank you, Candace, for this question. Um, <laughs> what I find is, 
when people sometimes come in, they they entrepreneurs, you know, they're busy doing their own thing. Mm. I find that some are turning to protective styles or you know wigs and weaves, you know, just because of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, but what I find is when it comes to the hair and scalp, if you're gonna wear weaves or you're gonna wear a wig and you're in between shampoos, at least use some type of antiseptic or something for the scalp. Mm. Don't go a month or so without cleaning your scalp. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to wear braids and you're not going to get the braids, I mean, you know, um, you know, done again until, you know, such and such amount of time. But it's, scalp health is so important because what happens is a scalp disorder can eventually turn into hair loss. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Ms. Candace, if to answer your question, Anytime you're on the go and you're busy, just make sure that depending, it really depends on your hairstyle. So I, I, I normally tell, depending on the hair texture, for ethnic hair, I normally say at least once a week, shampoo and condition the hair. Um, you know, making sure the hair stays hydrated, especially during this time of year, the hair begins to get a little, it's, it's a little more dry. And it's also knowing your hair, building a relationship with your hair. And if you're if you're not a person, you're not a hair person, or you're in the, on the go all the time, just make sure that um, you know, you're sleeping with something if you're wearing your own hair, you're sleeping with something satin or silk on your hair to protect your hair. Um, when it comes to the scalp, making sure from internal standpoint that you stay hydrated with enough water as well. Ooh, that's so true. Oh my god, listen. The water thing is not a game, y'all. I not. listen, when I get when part of my skin gets tight, my lips start cracking. Like, I'm going backwards instead of forward. Like, I get shriveled. She said she's been wearing braids for months, LOL, back to back. I was the same. I just recently kind of gave my, my my break. But, yes, braids. She said she's wearing braids. So, Miss Candace, in between getting your braids, it's real simple. Here's a quick a quick tip, and I hope this helps you. Get a color, um, um, like a, a color bottle. Or I guess, you know, those bottles that they have in restaurants where they have ketchup and all that in oh. there. Get a new Any bottle like that. Mm -hmm. Put your shampoo in there, add some water to shake it up to dilute it, drop it on the scalp, and just massage that scalp under the shower. So nice. that way, in between that time, you can shampoo the hair two to three times, condition it the same way, and then rinse it out, put your leave-in condition. You can also put maybe a little oils or something like that on the hair, and that'll be simple as pie. But don't go from your first install of your braids and not shampoo it again. In between the time when you do shampoo, shampoo it, you can also um, use the an antiseptic, and that can kind of help clean your scalp. You know, um, it, it doesn't take the place of a shampoo, but at least it's better than not doing anything on there. Did and then when you're wearing those braids, mm -hmm. just be careful too, not having any traction alopecia, because anytime you're wearing your hair the same way all the time, or you're pulling the hair, you're going to get traction alopecia. Okay. Now tell us this, because as you mentioned this a few times, and I know with different styles that we have, the traction alopecia is probably really common. It sounds. Yes. Um. What What do you notice? Like, what What should we notice when it's like, oh wait a minute, this might be traction alopecia? Like, what would you notice? Is it that the hair is getting thin, or is it getting red, or what? Well, what it can, it can it can eventually get red where it's causing issues with the scalp. But when you first started no, noticing with traction alopecia, the hair becomes to get uh, miniaturized, where it becomes to get weaker in those areas. In most cases, traction is pulling around the front hairline, around the perimeter. Um, it can be from wearing hair up a lot, pulling in tight ponytails, you know. And eventually, traction alopecia can you know turn into um, the like the braids and stuff, uh, folliculitis, where it's inflaming your hair follicles. Mm -hmm. And I think you 
also for someone who said application uh, bottle. Thank you. It's, yeah. It's an application bottle. Yeah. And at that girl, Trish said, when you start balding. So are there things that those, some of the signs that you mentioned, oh, I'm so sorry. She said it happened to her sister. Some oh, of the signs. Sorry. Um, it sounds like could happen even before the balding happens. That there Correct. are some signs that, that you could kind of notice before that point to where you need to go to a professional probably as soon as possible. Is that well traction right? is just traction is pulling mm -hmm. tension. That's what traction means. Um mm -hmm. alopecia is just, you know, any okay. any form of hair loss anywhere part of your body. So traction is the pulling, the tightness, the tension. And, you know, that's typically caused from tight ponytails, from the, the weaves, the braids. And then it can, for long periods of time, you know, leaving in braids for long periods of time or tight braids. You know, some people, they, they like the braids tight or some people braid tight, but it's not healthy on the hair. Now, if, mm -hmm. if a person is going out of town and they just want a quick style for some braids or something like that, going on vacation, hey, that's fine. But not every day, all day. And I, and I, I totally respect what the entrepreneur said as far as, you know, on the going, she's starting out somewhere. She wants to know how can she get better, you know? So um, when it comes to um, the pulling and then some people are getting relaxers and they're getting the braids, that's not healthy either. And I know we, um, and I wanted to share that, uh, Trish, I, we're really sorry for you, sister. And we hope that it did get better. You know, you don't yeah. have to share. Don't, but it's, it's totally okay. Um, and before you go, two two last questions that I had. So if y'all have questions, hurry up. She's trying to get to dinner. Um, <laughs> what would you say um, is your mantra? What what keeps you going? What what maybe you what do you say to yourself if you don't mind sharing? Um, oh, I don't that, mind. That keeps you going. What, what makes what keeps me going is when I see how I've helped someone else restore their confidence back. Um, that's that's what gives me the person energy um seeing the before and afters being able to um you know help people that's what i, I truly enjoy above anything being able to help people to be being able to help restore you know uh the emotional distress of how they maybe felt you know by their hair or scalp issue yeah i, I can tell we can all tell you're very very passionate thank you <laughs> thank you there's so much i'm sure you all want to ask and know but you got to pay for that time because I, I used up all her time. <laughs> um, I do appreciate it. I Like I said, I'm going to follow up with you. I would love to um, talk one-on-one -on -one again. And just again, thank you. You guys, please thank make you. sure you follow her page, okay? Um, and that is super... Oops, what just happened to my text? I want you to make sure you follow her page. It is A-H-T-C anointed hands so y'all already understand where we're coming from here okay anointed hands a h t c underscore four f o r underscore hair loss it will be um tagged in the the post as well as the giveaway post i can see who's been super active and and i appreciate you all for coming for your questions if you have follow-up questions, feel free to send them to me and I will make sure to forward or you can send them to her through her um, messaging. Again, we're doing a giveaway for a consultation, which is a very special thing. And she is local here in Louisiana. She's in Gonzales, actually. So if you're interested in that specifically and you, and you would want that consultation with her in person, 
please let me know. Just send us a DM so I know which type of giveaway because I don't want to give away a consultation to someone who's never going to use it. Okay, right. it just doesn't. And we are supporting our, our Louisiana founders, our Louisiana entrepreneurs, our Louisiana supporters, customers. So that's really important to me. So happy Black History Month to everyone. Um, Yatana, thank you again. It has meant so much. Um, hopefully we'll see you again thank for you, some Ms. of Ariel. these. We'll have to work. Thank you. And thanks time. everyone for joining in tonight. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. So you have a great night. You I'm going to hit you up. Everyone. Thank you so much. Sure. Have a great and peace. You all have a good night. Thanks for joining. Yes. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye.